Welcome to the Fizzle Show! Alright! Yeah! Oh, it feels good. You hear that music? Start getting a little pumped up. That's right. This is the Fizzle Show, where every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you actually enjoy. (laughs) I mean, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk that that'd be a way to go through the world? Unbelievable. In this episode, we're talking about membership sites, okay? So two experts on this episode are going to share what it's really like to run a membership site, all right? The experts, of course, are Corbett Barr and myself, because we have been the co-founders of Fizzle's business training and courses community you've probably heard about before. And uh, it's been a membership site for almost four years now. And so we have a lot to share about this. There's a lot of conversation in the world of online business about how valuable a recurring revenue model is, dependable recurring income that you can count on. Sounds really, really sexy when your business looks like you got to just, you know, find customers every single day to sell products, right? So... Is it as good as it sounds, or as a smart fuzzler put it in the forums, what don't I know about running a membership site? That's what we get into today, diving deep into a big list that Corbett has prepared. Listen, we love our podcast listeners. This is an interesting sort of look at our business model. And I'm going to say, if any of you want to try out Fizzle, we're going to give podcast listeners, like we always do, five weeks for free when you use the link fizzle.co slash try five. Okay, you can start the roadmap. You can check out on any of the 40 plus courses that we have in there. And you can ask a question and get advice in the forums right now. That's again, just for podcast listeners, fizzle.co slash try. Five, follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 173. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Oh, but wait, one more thing. FreshBooks is our sponsor today. FreshBooks is small business accounting software designed for small businesses like the one you might be making. It helps millions of service-based businesses make everyday invoicing and accounting easy, fast, and secure. Okay, so the whole thing is starts with invoicing and, and getting invoicing out, but it also does time tracking. Okay, so FreshBooks handles your time tracking so when it comes time to create that invoice for the customer, you'll know exactly what you did and when you did it. Justin, who's a general contractor, says this about FreshBooks. FreshBooks is incredibly intuitive to use and saves me five to 10 hours every week. So if you're using a a service-based, or if you have a service-based business, FreshBooks is an awesome uh, piece of software for you because you got you to gotta use something to invoice. FreshBooks is great. And it's offering a month of unrestricted use to all the listeners of The Fizzle Show. Okay, so totally free. You don't need a credit card or anything to claim your free month. All you got to do is go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle and enter fizzle in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash fizzle. All right, let's get into the show. You're already on the air, Corbett Barr. This is a live oh, radio show. My God. I totally tricked you into it. Is this a big surprise? I thought we were just hanging out today. Happy birthday, man. I'm so excited that you get to... I just wanted to give you a chance to talk on the radio. Oh, thank you. We're I, on the radio? Where's the... We're on the... That's the on-air sign right there. Wow. Yeah, we're right on the... It was like Howard Stern. I thought this was just a Bush League podcast. This is like Howard Stern. You guys are crazy. Oh, thanks, Robin. See, it's just like Howard Stern. Amazing. (laughs) 
Corbett Barr, Chase Reeves, we're the Fizzle.co founders, and we're looking for love tonight. And I'm wondering if you could give us a little of what we're looking for. Mm. Well, I like to have fun. Yeah, actually, I think other people are looking for love, and we're going to answer their call today. Yeah, but if I get a little love too, hey, man. Hey, That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> on, on Facebook, there was one of those those old classic like VHS like uh, date by by video kind of things where you get like a video you'd buy a subscription you'd get like a VHS in the mail with like ten dudes doing their like like bio and, and information about them. I'm Sam. I'm a computer scientist and I work in Berkeley. I guess like most men, I I like to have fun. Uh, I'm looking for a, a gal who, who has a great smile and who knows who she is. It's like real is stuff. This, this is from the 80s, you mean? <laughs> but from the from the 80s. So everybody's got feathered mullets or huge glasses or like like and then some of them are just ridiculous. You know, some of them are just like it's one guy's wearing like a Viking outfit. He's like, I'm looking for a girl who can play games. <laughs> wow. It's making me laugh. The things that entertain Chase Reeves. Oh, you'd you'd be surprised. They're all they're all sensational. I, actually, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I got oh I got sucked into Facebook today. Yeah. Oh, I got lost. Is that where you were? It got it it like I it like thirty minutes passed by and I realized, man, that video about Trump, this comedian doing this thing, this like Doom version of Seinfeld. Doom dot c colon da, backslash dot doom dot exe. You remember that? Yeah. Like when, like Doom, 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 Doom. The video game they did that with like Seinfeld. So you like walk through walk through the apartment and then you like walk through the door and it's like you're in Kramer's apartment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did yeah. you play it? Or no. yeah, it's just it was a video. just like a video. Oh of it. man, that sounds awesome. Which was, I mean, it's it's been uh, like you get to 15, like 20 years blow. since I've. You, they, they you eventually like shoot they started Newman. shooting, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's been so long since I even seen Doom, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was like my earliest days of some of the earliest days of my computing. And uh, God, it brought back some. Mm. It brought back emotions. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah, I think before that it was uh, Castle Wolfenstein. Well, there's Wolfenstein for I think sure. That was before Doom, right? That was. I, yeah. I think it was just barely, or it was probably significantly. Before, but those, I remember like Doom was like the upgraded. Those things were cool. Yeah, because Wolfenstein was was like World War II, and Doom was like. Yeah, monsters aliens and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was good. You don't have to feel bad about shooting aliens. I guess. Oh, I never feel bad about shooting aliens. So, what are we getting into today, Corbett Burr? Well, I was uh, told before this to say that uh, we're getting into what you need to know about membership business site models. So today no, on the wait. show, we're talking about. <laughs> wait, I, I totally messed that up. <laughs> today on the show, we're talking about what you need to know about membership site. Business models. How did I do on that one? Nailed it. You didn't even look at your notes. It's, it's the pauses. It's all in the pause. Yeah. It's the force. Let me try again. It's the pull back that generates the force. So today, we're going to talk about what you need to know about membership site business models. Yes, I like it. It's a little pedantic. What I need you to be doing is sort of like that, uh, uh, like shuffling papers around your desk, like a news anchor, like uh, uh, you're looking for the... Uh, I don't know. And insert name of news anchor here who's just casual and cool. You know, he's okay. not, this isn't just Jeff a local. Gianola? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who else could I be thinking? <laughs> that guy's put on some weight since I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> like listeners in the Northwest are just like, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, we are talking about the business models of, of um, having a membership site. What are the kinds of things you need to know? There's a lot of, of info out there where people are going like, hey, I want to start a business or do something where I can make, no, they're saying like, hey, 
I want to make money without working. How do I do <laughs> right. that? Right. And then, and then they're finding things like, like Pat Flynn's stuff about, about, uh, you know, niche sites or something like that. They're finding things about passive income. And a lot of the, one of the things that comes up about that is everybody will start talking. Cause once you make your product that you're selling your thing and you're like, Oh good. Like it's cost $200. Right. And I do launches twice a year and I sell and make some money a couple times a year. It doesn't take very long for you to go like, I wish I didn't have to do this whole like selling all the time thing. Yeah, or launching all the time. Launching all the time yeah. thing, you know? And I could just have people paying me every month. Right. Yeah, I think there's this there's this feeling that a, a subscription-based model is some sort of panacea. Yeah, we want we think it's going to it's going to solve all our problems. Right. And, and 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 because yeah, because think about it cuz all you see is like here's what I want to do. I want to have money come in every single month without me doing a heck of a lot of work. Yeah. Can I do that? Right. I think that's what most people think of when they think of a, a membership site. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, but I think that a lot of people are also just legitimately looking at business models and thinking that not that they don't want to do work, yeah. but they look at the subscription-based model and they think that there are some advantages to it. And there are, yeah. and you hear a lot about it because there's this, uh, whole world out there that most of us aren't participating in, but it's called uh, SaaS, software as a service. Yeah. And usually you pay for software as a service on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Most of us do this. We pay MailChimp and we pay Wistia and a bunch of others. And um, so you hear about that a lot because VCs talk about it and entrepreneurs talk about it because it is a really interesting business model. You find a customer, if you serve them well, then the hope is that they will continue to come back month after month after month and, yeah. and pay you for that product. And when it works well, it's nice because the revenue is very predictable from yep. month to month. Uh, and you also aren't having to go out and find new customers all the time because you have a built-in customer base. But you do, on the other hand, have to win your customers over and over again. You have to win them over, yeah, and every you have month. To, and you have to support them. Yeah. So we uh, just happened to get a few really great questions about membership site business models. Yeah. Uh, or subscription-based training specifically. in our forum of our membership site. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, come into Fizzle and, and they're interested in what we're doing. Yeah. And so they want to build something similar. Or they're, they're curious about it. Mm -hmm. So let's start out uh, with the first question from a member named Greg. So Greg says, hey, entrepreneurs. So I want to create the equivalent of Fizzle within my industry. I know how to sell. I know how to build an audience. I know how to create content. I know how to do community building. Essentially, I have all the hard skills required to make it a real thing and hopefully a successful thing. What I don't have is the experience with this kind of business. I've never run or built a membership site or a subscription business. So here's my question to any of you who, have, who do have this experience. What don't I know? What are the intricacies involved in this business model that I don't currently understand? And what do you wish you knew getting into building a membership site? Would love to hear your insights. And uh, he just posted this recently and, and I jumped right on it because obviously we have some insights to yeah, share. Yeah. And I think we can share many of those today. But really the the gist is, we, we talked about this on an episode a while back, what don't I know? Yeah. And that's really what gets you and in I trouble. And I love that. I, I mean, we, I love Greg's question here, starting with, what don't I know? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is one of the, it's just a smart question to ask. And this is like a trick for anyone, no matter what kind of business model you want to do, no matter how much you've inter you've, you've like thought about it or planned about it or read about it or studied up on it, right? Yeah. 
you could totally glean some things by talking to people who are doing that or have done it yeah. and say, what don't I know? Right. That's a great question. Yep. You know, and so that's what we want to do in this episode. What don't you know about membership site stuff? Oh, I thought you were waiting for me to say it. <laughs> I could do that again. <laughs> what don't you know about membership site business models? Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Hey, I got a question. If so, the moon was made of cheese, would, would you, you eat, eat it? it? <laughs> if your fingers were made of sausages, <laughs> would you eat them? It's a simple question. <laughs> a baby could answer it. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we were both drinking last night at our friend's party, and I'm like, I'm like halfway there in my brain. I, I, it's 4 p.m. and I still haven't even woken up. I don't even know. It's where probably I not going to happen at this point. Let's yeah, be no, honest. I got a shanty in my hand. I'm feeling all right. Chase's unwind time starts at about 4:45. So yeah, that's when that's you're when on the be... downhill slope. Yeah, that's right. So if you're just joining us today, we're talking about what you don't know about membership site business models. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back into it. Yeah. So uh, this question from Greg, he he wants to know what don't I know about membership site business models? Yeah. He wants to know what are the intricacies involved in this business model that I don't currently understand? Yeah. And what do you wish you knew going into building a membership site? All right. So it looks like your answer in this in the forums here is pretty good. So so let's get into it. Let's just start diving into some uh, some stuff. Let's assume that some that people who are listening to this show have read uh, an introductory article about what is a what is a membership site or something like that. And let's get a little more into like the 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 nitty gritty of what it looks like to actually be doing this. Yeah, to okay. what your life actually looks like, and and what maybe surprised us. Yeah, in this regard, what has surprised you? So the the point that I made in the forums to Greg. Um, oh, and I just realized I spelled his name wrong. I spelled it with one G instead oh, of two. I'm gonna go in there. Chase, and edit you gotta that go fix you. that. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Keep going. So, um, we really were surprised at the amount of ongoing work that it takes to build a membership site. And we started Fizzle as a team of three, and we've hovered between three and five people on the team since inception. And even with that small team, we've still found it to be a bit of a struggle to keep up with all of the different ongoing work that needs to happen. So for us specifically, our membership site offers training, which means our members are expecting us to uh, create new training modules for them, new courses. Yep. They're expecting us to uh, coach them in some way, to answer their questions. And so our time ends up being divided between a bunch of different things yeah. every week. And um, to figure this out, I kind of just looked at my to-do list over the past couple of weeks and, and realized here are the different things that, that we do. Yeah. Customer support is one thing, just answering basic questions. A lot of pre-sales support as well. Mm -hmm. People writing in with questions about, is this right for me? We also spend a lot of time on content marketing, which we're doing right now on both podcasting and blogging. We publish every week. We've published a podcast every week for the past three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, similarly, we uh, publish a blog post every week. We create courses for members. And a course for us is a pretty significant undertaking. Uh, I remember early on, we had a lot of enthusiasm and we also had no customer support, no marketing to worry about. And so we were able to crank out a fair number of courses. But when you start piling on, all the other activities, 
uh, you end up realizing that you just have a little sliver of your week available for creating the content that your members need. Yeah. And so creating a significant course for us, like we just launched the Start a Blog That Matters course, yeah. the, the redo mm-hmm. of it, um, which is really great. Part, the, duh. part duh. <laughs> the, uh, the The response to that has been has been awesome, but it took us I don't know, like three solid months of yeah. of scripting and writing and filming and editing totally. and all that stuff. Um, and that was you and I both working on it pretty hard. We spend time coaching our members. Yeah. And uh, it, again, if you're offering training, this is the sort of thing. It's like office hours. Like if you're in a college course, you expect to be able to talk to your professor once yeah. in a while to clear up some questions. So we do that. Uh, we answer member questions in our forums. We have a big community there and we like to be active there and um, to make sure that, you know, we're fostering that uh, that sense of people are able to get answers there. Um, we maintain and improve our platform. We have this mm-hmm. whole software infrastructure, right? So yeah. there's there's the payments processing and the user interface and all that kind of stuff. And you can you can outsource some of that stuff. We decided to custom yeah. build it and you know and it costs us some time. And luckily you and I are able to write the software and, and work on the user interface for the most part. Yeah, because this stuff can be kind of like really complicated. <laughs> there is some software that helps helps you out quite a bit, you know, plugins for WordPress or things like that. Um, and I've never looked at one of these like out of the box type of, you know, courseware type deals in some ways, but with the membership stuff all built in and, and all of that. But uh, I don't, so I don't know how easy it can be out there, Yeah. but I know that no matter how easy it is, you're still going to feel like your hands are tied in some situations mm-hmm. things that you want to do. You're still going to need lots of customization if you, if you want to do it a particular way. Yeah. And the customization is always going to take you time, yeah. uh, you know, or communicating with the support staff at some other business, you know, that you totally. put your, your, uh, platform on. Um, we also spend time working with partners, uh, who send members our way. And then there's all the regular business stuff, no matter what model, uh, you know, the legal, the finance, the hiring, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to stress to Greg that we do this with a team of three to five people and we still feel like we don't have enough hours in the day to get it done. Yeah. And so whenever someone asks us about running this kind of subscription-based training platform as a one-person team, we usually sort of caution them right? Because there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And, you know, we, we see this a lot of times with people who launch a new blog or a new podcast. If you're a one person team, it's easy to get caught up just in that piece of content creation, Yeah, let alone to create a new product. And then on top of creating a product, imagining having to support that product week after week after week, sure. it can be a challenge. Yeah. So that's really, you know, uh, the main thing that I think we've learned just mm-hmm. how much work it is. And then, uh, you know, the differences between running it as a one person team and a uh, three totally. to five person team. Yeah. So, I mean, you listed off a bunch of bullet points here. These are things that we have to do. And honestly, if we really fail on any one of these, our me- like membership will f- sense that the members will feel that Yeah. if we slack on customer support, if we don't like, you know, re- if we're not there for them when they email. Yeah. Right. We're going to people are going to lose confidence in us. Right. People are not going to trust us quite as much or something like that, yep. right? So we're going to see you're going to see that on the back end. If we're not if we're slacking on on making courses, if they're not as good or if they're not as frequent or if they're not as uh, if they're not on the topics that I need or something like that, people are going to start to cancel, right? Yep. And and it's that cancellation that we're always waiting or, or we're always fighting against, right? right? What it what in so I think one of the biggest metrics you'll find in a membership site or membership business is churn, C-H-U-R-N. Churn is how many members are canceling every month, mm-hmm. right? Or every week or however you measure it. And because the thing is, 
for us with Fizzle, for example, Fizzle's only about a dollar a day, $35 a month, right? Really, really affordable compared to other products that are that are similar in some ways. Um, but also right along lines of, of things like lynda.com or... Um, or I don't know what what other train like treehouse mm-hmm. trainings things where you're like I'm I'm learning a professional skill that's going to earn me and revenue. I'm paying monthly. Yeah, and yeah. I'm paying monthly. Um, it, we also have a yearly membership where where you just you get a handful of m- months for free. Yeah. Right. So uh, and all that instead of paying two thousand dollars for one six month sort of uh, or three month course that you take with somebody. You right. Know or, I mean? Yeah. Or ninety seven dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. So. So the idea is, is this is an affordable thing that everybody can anybody can basically get into if they're serious about starting a business. It's the most it's literally the most affordable thing if you, for professional training, actual support, group coaching, these kinds of things that you can get every you get every single week. Um, but we still have to, even though it's so affordable, we still have to provide all of that value to every single member so they feel like it's worth it. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of that's the kind of. Uh, of weight that comes with a job like mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's very different than, than I always envy my friends who just have a course for sale or multiple courses for sale or right. things like that, where it's right like, in. now I'm just blogging on this. I'm making this podcast. I'm doing this thing. I'm becoming a, a personality doing a thing. And I've got a couple courses to sell and people are just buying those and they're going through it in their own you yeah. know, ways. Yeah. And, and this is the thing the grass is greener on both sides. Yeah. Whenever I sit down with an entrepreneur who has courses like that, somebody who's established some big names out there. Yeah. Often, they always talk like, man, I wish we had something. Often like they're jealous. They're jealous about yeah. our business model. Mm-hmm. And then here you are saying, you know, the reverse is true. Yeah. So, you know, the the reality of uh, having to earn your customers every month is really what you know directs the work that you're going yeah. to do. Yeah. And that can be good and bad. And and for us, you know, I think on balance, we actually like that part of it mm-hmm. because it really puts our head where it needs to be on making a great product. And for us, uh, why, why does this work? Okay. Let, let, like break this apart. Why did this work for fizzle? We, uh, for, for one, one major reason that Corbett had started a blog called think traffic and had a really big following there. Large site, huge email list of people going like, I trust this guy, send me everything that you, that you write, you know? So when we launched fizzle, we launched it into that a large group of people of which, you know, a small percentage were willing to pay for greater access to you, Corbett, and to professional training in the form of courses, as well as community. You're not doing this alone. There's other people who are enthusiastic bloggers and podcasters and indie entrepreneurs of all shapes, right? Right there along with you. And depending on who you talk to in Fizzle, some people will say the community is blown my mind. It's the only thing I ever really use in Fizzle and it's super helpful. Others will say like, I don't really spend any time in the forums, but the courses have absolutely changed how I look at business. Yeah. And some people will say like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I, I just, I like it. I like that I can go in and I can, I end up, I, I end up searching in the forums before I go searching online to find an answer. Cause I know there's going to be, or chances are there's going to be an intelligent answer there. Right. You know? Uh, so, so they just keep it around as like, a, it's nice to have when I need it. So, there's all these different kind of, of, of people within Fizzle because I think we have a wide net that we cast saying anybody who wants to do a small business, basically. Yeah. Specifically a small business on the internet or using the internet, at least, as, a, as one of your main things there, um, which is really wide. If you had a, uh, you know, a, a membership site just for designers who design email newsletters, right? 
that is could be very small but very profitable as well in some ways or like you know in, the, in that in that i don't know how much they'd be willing it's to pay a, it's for hard that to kind say. of stuff but but the idea being if you were a really small focused and niche if fizzle was just for bloggers and the whole thing was just a blogging membership site yeah it'd be more targeted and be more and and in some ways you wouldn't have as much cross-pollination would but, you but here's the thing right yeah. you know the uh the, you started talking about metrics churn another one is average revenue per user yeah. or, or per member uh, and so what you can do is you figure out the average price that somebody pays you per month and the average amount of time that a member sticks around and you multiply the two of those and you get your average customer lifetime value. Yeah. And so, you know, you can argue that with fizzle, let's say, you know, for example, that people stick around for six months on average, you could multiply six times 35 mm -hmm. and figure out that our lifetime value is, you know, a hundred and something dollars, $200, yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, you could argue that, well, we could just sell a $200 product mm -hmm. instead of selling this ongoing membership. Or $210 and then on average have make more money per purchaser. Per, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, uh, let's see, you were, what were you just, your, your well, point? we're talking today about, uh, you know, what you need to know about membership site business models, yes. right? And we've talked about a handful of bullet points of just all these tasks that we have to do, um, and that you might not know you got to do. We got into the reality of, you got to earn your customers every single month, yes. right? And I was talking a little bit about the difference between if you focus broadly mm. versus narrowly in your topic or, uh, you know, just whatever. There's a lot of different ways you can shape your membership right. And, site, and, right? And, you know, the next, the next place I wanted to go with that was this idea that in order to make a membership site work well, you have to have something that, a problem that you're trying to solve that is an ongoing, long-term yeah. pursuit or yeah. need because if you know for example you talked about um you know uh designers who are like setting up email templates mm -hmm. it could be the case that they have a short-term need really they just you know they need to learn some things and yep. it only takes a month to do so so and, why have a membership and site? so they're not going to stick around yeah uh you know the you know what actually i'd be really curious about okay so start a blog that matters this course that we just renovated we right. just completely updated you launched that originally several years ago as a standalone course yeah with some support along the side right a little bit it was uh it was 97 dollars we had uh, customers were able to leave comments on lessons, yeah. but we didn't have ongoing coaching or anything Okay, like got that. it. So what I'm curious is in, in you know, a, a few paragraphs, what, how would you describe the difference between selling that? Because it sounds like that's what you're getting at. The difference between like, sort of selling that one-time one -time thing and uh, the doing the ongoing uh, you know, now the membership thing that we do. Right. Right. If you had to describe, describe the difference, what made you, first of all, describe the difference as you, as you see it, uh, just what it feels like to be the entrepreneur running each yeah. of these. And then what made you choose and decide to go the membership yeah. route? So a couple of things, um, one with starter blog that matters being a $97 course, we had wild swings in revenue yeah. from month to month. Yeah. Sometimes you'd partner with somebody and you'd make a ton of money and the next month it would just go down to sort of a baseline of whatever your content marketing efforts were bringing in. Yeah. Um, and it would, you know, it would, it would fluctuate quite a bit. And that's always hard to build a business around. Uh, the other thing is we had built other courses. So we aren't just talking about start a blog that matters in isolation. Mm -hmm. We had built other courses. And so 
from a, a customer standpoint, it became a little bit confusing as to which one should I take first. And, you know, why doesn't what I contribute, you know, in the comments to this course apply to the other courses yeah, totally. um, and, and so on. And, and customer support was different for each of them. And, and it just became a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to bring that all under one roof. Yeah. Um, now running Fizzle, you know, obviously the, uh, the revenue is very stable, as I mentioned before, which is really nice. It also allows us to do sometimes smaller little chunks of courses that mm-hmm. wouldn't be a good standalone mm. and that we would never invest yeah. enough time to do in standalone, but nevertheless, they're really important to people, you know, even, yeah. even though they're short and sweet. So, uh, you know, again, there's pros and cons. Um, like, I'm, and when you're talking about, about that, just to, to give the listener a little bit of, of, I don't know, something to chew on about that is like, for instance, we have this course starter blog that matters. We have this course growing your email list from 10 to 10,000 and beyond. Yeah. We have this course, Essentials of Web Design for Business Builders, for like non-designing business builders. Just yep. what do you need to know about design? All these are very standalone kinds of courses. Like anybody yeah, they could, be could f- jump in and, and we could sell them individually right. for any number of prices. Yeah. Um, but we have another one that's like Business Archetypes and Minimum Viable Income, which is a small piece, but a really important piece yeah. of every entrepreneur's journey. Nobody would buy that individually. But if we place that into the roadmap at the right place, we can get you thinking about questions you didn't know you were you should be thinking about, right? right? In a very effective way, making simple decisions and, and informed decisions up front so that when it's time for you to make your first product, you've already answered a lot of these questions. Right. And those questions that you answered a while ago, they informed your business decisions that you made since then. Yeah. So that your product is way more likely to succeed in your audience the way you've been building it. Right. Right. So little things like that that we're able to do because we have this roadmap and and we have a, a hopefully, you know, with, with people who are members and are digging it, it's like an indeterminable amount of time with them. Yeah. Right. We can say, Listen, building a business doesn't take a month. Yep. It doesn't take three months. Yeah. It takes five years. You know, And so if you're around and, and you get answers to your questions promptly and they're solid over the first you know, year, two, three years of that, you're going to basically, you're going to do your business in much less than five years. Like you're going to, you're going to make a lot more progress faster. Right. You'll be earning money faster, which means like we're, you're paying for fizzle, but eventually, but eventually that becomes a sound investment when it starts Paying you know, off. Right. paying off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no question that the value is incredible inside of Fizzle. But I think Especially, that's a big thing that maybe we, we kind of assume, like, you've got to be, you've got to create that value. Like, that's a part of this needing to convince your customers every single yeah, month, you know? Absolutely. So uh, back to the the pricing question yeah. and, the, and the customer lifetime value, I, you know, again, you could argue that it's the same. You could either sell a one-off product for the customer lifetime value that you're going to earn from the Mm -hmm. membership site, or you could run it as a membership site. And the two are roughly equivalent. But the difference is that a customer gets to sort of decide how much value they're getting from the product, and then they pay based on that. So it's almost as if you're offering uh, products at a bunch of different price points. Because on one hand, somebody can jump in Fizzle, try it for free. In fact, if you're a podcast listener, you can try it for free for five weeks yeah. by going to fizzle.co slash try five. Yeah. Um, which is a long time. You could go take all of Startup Blog That Matters. Totally. Which is, you know, a very price, should be, could be a very pricey course if we sold it individually. So on one hand, you have customers who paid nothing 
Uh-huh. And then maybe they decide Fizzle isn't right for them. Yeah. On the other hand, we have customers who have been with us since the beginning and have probably paid a cumulative over a thousand dollars for Fizzle over the you know past three or four years or whatever yeah. that adds up to. So you know the customers are paying for the value that they're receiving, hopefully. Whereas if you just offer start a blog that matters at one price point, then everybody's paying the same, no matter how much they're using it. Yeah. And your game becomes just trying to uh, get people past the refund period, whatever yeah. that might be. Yeah. That's what a lot of these high-priced products do. Mm-hmm. If you're paying $2,000 for a course, there's probably some sort of crafty little catch in there about the refund period being X days you know, yeah. or two yeah. months or whatever. And you don't get all the stuff that you want until after that. Mm-hmm. you know. And maybe there's totally. some something that you have to do in order to qualify for the refund, which, which we didn't want to hassle with. Um, now... If you're thinking about starting a membership site and you're looking at the business model and you're thinking, man, this just looks too good to be true, right? Mm-hmm. I get a customer, they pay me every month. I don't have to look for new customers. It's great. A lot of that comes from what we see in the software world. And I have to tell people that the software world is radically different. Yeah, The metrics in the software world are radically different from what you are going to see by offering training as a subscription. This is what we come up with all the time, right? So we're talking about the grass is greener, right? Well, something that Corbin and I have talked about a lot is how green the grass looks on a SaaS business, Right. right? Where you are MailChimp or Squarespace or some tiny, some little thing that does some little tool that like people are willing to pay $5 a month for even something very small, potentially. Right. right? And, and and so, so here's the, here are the dynamics that are different in that world. When a customer signs up for an ongoing software product and it becomes integral to the operation of their business, like if you're hosting your website on software or, you know, you're using them as a mail provider or whatever, uh, it becomes very difficult for you to switch providers over time. So you're likely to stick around much, much longer than you would with training. Because with training, you know, I have to do something in order to receive the value. Mm -hmm. It's work for me. Mm -hmm. Whereas with software, ideally... I sign up, I pay every month, and then the value happens to me. It's, it's you know, given yeah, to me totally. in exchange for dollars. So it's very easy with a software product to just, you know, let it continue to run and, you know, pay, we pay Wistia $300 a month or something totally. to host our videos. Yeah. And we do that every month gladly because they're all up there and it, it provides valuable service. Whereas with training, the moment your life gets busy and, or you change your mind and this thing isn't as important to you anymore, mm-hmm. learning how to play tennis or whatever it is that you're paying for, yeah. then that's one of the easiest things for you to cut. So the churn rate that you were talking about before in SaaS, the really good SaaS, yeah. they end up being in the low single digits, mm. two, 3%, something like that. Totally. Which just means that a customer sticks around for multiple years, as opposed to with training, a customer sticks around for several months. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing about that is that in software, oftentimes the more value that a customer is getting from the software, the more they pay. Mm, yeah, so yeah. because, you know, on MailChimp, we now have X tens of thousands of subscribers. We're paying a lot more than we did a long time ago. Yeah. And we're happy to pay that because, you know, we're getting more use out of it. With training, it, it doesn't necessarily work that way. You look at lynda.com or Treehouse or us. Yeah. It's a flat fee. Totally. You know, no matter no matter how many courses you're taking. So those dynamics are a lot different. And I think that should temper people's expectations when they're thinking about the subscription model being this like, you know, yeah, unicorns totally. and rainbows scenario. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so far up to now, it's just been like this, uh, this general sense of like, all right, I want to do a membership. If you want to do a, me- if you want to do a membership site, there's more work than you think there is. Right. 
some of those categories of work are customer support, marketing, you know, we, we do content marketing, blogging and podcasting. There's the, I, I think a lot of the, the membership sites that people are probably thinking about are education based, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you, for those who can't do teach, right? So that's why yeah. we're here. There's also, there, there are also all of the, um, product subscriptions, like, yeah. you know, getting the tea of the month or the, sure. you yeah. know, the trunk club, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I find less and less people getting interested in doing that because it's so much hard goods, inventory cost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Shipping yeah. and inventory and all that other stuff. Whereas t- teaching and training, Saying, you know, being like, a, hey, I'm going to, for $20 a month, if you're trying to be a marathoner, we have a, we have a, uh, you know, a marathon membership squad or whatever, right? And it's $20 a month, then we do coaching every week. And there's a library of coaching calls based on, you know, and answers to questions and yep. things like that, right? That could potentially be really valuable. And, and what's great about that idea is, I mean, if it's $5 a month, like how many people have, have subscriptions that you pay for that you don't really use that much? You know what I mean? That are like five to seven to fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, Netflix, sort of Hulu, all under that, kind of that stuff. radar. Right. But we, I mean, and so pricing, pricing your thing is tough, right? If you can, if you can find out how to, that's what's kind of interesting. If you did a small version of, that's what's so hard about pricing with membership sites, is you're kind of putting your stick in the mud, like in a pretty strong way. When you're like, this thing's going to be ten dollars a month. Because it's hard a year from then to like up the prices in some way. It can be. We've done this a few times. We've changed prices a little bit over time, and we everybody who signed up early got the early got the the cheapest version, mm-hmm. and so we just grandfather them in. They'll be paying that the rest of their life. Like, but that took some custom code and some optimization, figuring out how to do that. So it's not impossible to change the price of things if you start out by going it's five dollars a month, and then we're just doing coaching. And I'm recording each of the calls and I'm having some, and I'm paying someone to take those calls and cut those videos up by question and then add them back into the, the Q and a section. So it's like, everything has its title. Like how, how, what kind of shoes should I wear? What kind of this should I get? How, how long should I be practicing or training before I start my first marathon? Right. All those questions are broken down and now there's 150 questions in there. You can find anything you're looking for. Right. $5 a month. Right. It's not a problem. Like you could probably do that. But if you wanted to make it more serious later on, and go like now it's going to be fifty dollars a month for serious people because I'm done just doing it for people who want to just like occasionally show up. Right. Um, then it might be hard to 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 chant to change into that sort of thing. Yeah. To you might have to do something completely separate. But regardless, I love this. I actually have never really thought about this idea of doing a small. We always talk about minimum viable products. These are small, tiny, bite-sized little ways that you can test a product idea. Yeah. That's really hard with a membership site because in some ways you're going like the purchase is not just this month. It's every month to come. Mm-hmm. It's my, it's your promise to me that you're going to have this available for me. $5. Right. Right. And so thinking of on ways how you could do a small version of a membership site and just be really valuable for the first year, even though you're not making much money. And, and then you can sort of raise the price over time yeah. when you figure out the technology and the tools that you need and stuff. Yeah. Of course the, you know, if if you're talking about the difference between five and fifty dollars a month, then yeah. that means you need ten times as many customers to yeah. earn the same. Yeah, and it really just depends on the reach that you have. Yeah. You know, theoretically, selling a five dollar product should be much easier than selling a fifty dollar product. But is it ten times easier? Yeah, are you going to have a ten times better conversion rate? Totally. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting with these membership stuff. You know, I'm looking at the world and just realizing how much. Uh, 
there's this one, the, the, the original, it seems like the original media or, or uh, the original business model for, for broadcast of any kind, blogs, podcasts included in this, as well as the beginnings of radio, the beginnings of TV. Yeah. It's, we've got a show and it, and it's sponsored by, you know, Clorox bleach or parliament cigarettes or, you know, and shows originally were started as like the Parliament Cigarettes, Howdy Doody, <laughs> you know, yep. Cowboy Hour. Right. Right. And it's just, and it was, it was brands who paid for all the content being made. Now it's brand, now the content's being made and, and that's on the creative and the, and the network. Well. And the, and the advertisers yeah. have to, we have to entice those ad advertisers because we've enticed the people. Yeah. In some ways. Right. So there's this model of you're re trying to reach the masses. I look at Mark Maron. Mark Maron could have charged $5 from, for his podcast uh, a month from the beginning. He'd have a smaller audience, but he'd have a ton more money. Right. If it got big. And that's the question. That's the thing. That's what we don't know if it would have gotten big. Right. That's where this, like, there's this payoff of like, I think it makes sense. Find the things that you can do in the world that are real work that yeah. are for free or barely monetizable, right? If you can have the membership site. Like I love the way that we get to blog and podcast at Fizzle and make those things really, really good because we always have a product for sale. Yeah. You know, that we I, believe in. I think there are there are benefits to both the free content and the the membership or, yeah. the, or the paid content. And businesses that only do one uh, or especially businesses that put everything behind a paywall. Yeah. They struggle. It's really hard. And yeah. we've seen, we've seen a lot of, you know, big names mm -hmm. try it over the past several years. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who say I'm going to, you know, I have this private newsletter now and it's $5 a month or this yeah. private website or whatever. Yeah, man. And it's because you're cutting off your whole ability to grow organically. Yeah. Uh, you do still have referral, like people are going in and, or joining up on your private newsletter that costs a dollar a month or whatever, yeah. and they're and they're may, they might tell their friend like this is so great. Oh man, you're not doing this, you know it's so great. Yeah, um, but and you know it it used to work better, and I think it it was because there wasn't this like you know proliferation of free content. And it's I almost just, an arms race to give away. It's totally an arms race. Great and I hate that the only people who are winning are advertisers. You know what I mean? Like that, like, uh, yeah, the, yeah, Marin, Mark Marin is winning and he's making money and he's doing the thing and he's very yeah. confident for the first time and seems like forever. And, and then it's really cool to see that, right? Louis C.K. though is doing something very, he's, he's someone who's, how is he growing, right? Because he's selling individual $5 uh, specials or a $3 an episode like play that he made, Horace and Pete. Yeah. Weird stuff that he's trying. But he's growing because he's on network television. He's growing because he's Louis C.K. And he does have a show. He's on network television and he's just, he's one of the largest celebrities to, yeah. to, to a certain group of people, yeah. right? His so we're talking today about what you need to know about membership sites, uh, these business models of the membership site, yeah. right? Which is why I bring up Louis C.K., because he's just a, a great example of someone who's not doing the membership site thing uh, at all. So uh, I think, <laughs> like how I segued that perfectly. It's great. Um, what else do we need to talk about here? There were some more questions that were brought up, but before we get into those, I want to um, I want to make sure that we're getting to Greg's question because I think it was it was good. We talked about what do you not know right now? You're hopeful about doing a membership site. What don't you know? There's a handful of bullet points that Corbett listed off. Customer support, making content, which is our version of marketing. So it's basically like if you had to categorize these, it's it's making sure your customers are happy, your existing customers are happy, and finding new customers, right? right? You're constantly doing both of those. Totally. You can break those down into multiple 
you know, cells inside of there, right. right? Making sure they're happy is like, I'm answering their questions when they're asking questions. I'm making the things that I promised them I would make them. Right. And one of the things that you said in your answer to Greg, which I think is really strong, is just be careful what you promise that you're going to make on an ongoing basis. Yeah. You know? It's much easier to add things than it is to take away. It is. It really is. It, and I know the feeling very well of trying to, like, of really wanting to convince people to join. Of really wanting to say all sorts of things that you'd love to be able to sure. say. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we'll come to your house. And, we'll come, yeah. Like, just like, oh, you you know, you just want to say it all to get yeah. them in. Um, and some people are like that. I'm one of them. But now you got to live with with some, like, the, the thing that matters most is that they're getting in and being impressed, you know, and they're, they're being delighted and they're trusting you. They're going like, Oh yeah, this is at least as good, if not better than what I expected right. from the sales page. Yep. You know, that's, I think really important. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, an example of that, uh, just being cautious about what you commit to, it's easy to want to offer, you know, regular coaching to, you know, create new material on a regular basis Yeah, to create material that is, you know, multimedia, video, audio, written, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and just from watching people who run membership sites successfully as one person, mm -hmm. they really pare that down. Mm. They release less, you mm -hmm. know, on a regular basis. They maybe offer some content that is text only and they don't worry about video and audio. Yeah. They don't do weekly coaching. They do monthly instead. Mm -hmm. They don't participate in the forums. They That's for members only mm. sort of thing. You know, um, start with the baseline and really just focus on the core value proposition. Why are people here? Yeah. And it's probably to learn how to do some very specific things. And you can do that mostly with course material yeah. and then a little bit of Q and A. And, you know, if you were smart about it, you could, uh, just collect questions and then have an FAQ and then yeah. people should be asking fewer and fewer questions about each of the courses. Yeah. Yeah. So I like this other question, uh, membership conversion stinks, how to get things buzzing again a year after launch, because I like this idea of you're a year in. Okay. So right now, a listener, you're like, I want to do a membership site. I want to do a membership site. Okay. Okay. I'm listening to these guys are telling me that some things I didn't know that I, that I didn't know. And now, but I still know I can do it. I'm confident. Okay. So now let's, let's teleport, you know, a year in the future, you've launched the thing and it's up and running. It's been running for a while and you're finding your, yourself in the situation that Stephanie's in where she's like, how do I get things buzzing again? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like died out. Tell yep. me a little bit about what Stephanie's situation is. Yeah, so Stephanie's situation is uh, she has been at this for a year or so. And when they first launched, they had a couple of really great uh, enrollment periods where they offered 50 spots at a time and they sold out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they grew to 100 or so members. 12 months went by. Their email list is growing, but they're not able to convert many people from that email list to mm. join the membership again. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of stuff at play here. Stephanie uh, points out that her membership conversion stinks and that she feels like the conversion stinks because her product isn't attractive enough. Now, uh, there's a question here that I had, which I, I, I didn't get from, uh, from Stephanie, which is, is she able to convert anyone or is she just not able to grow the overall membership? Because what happens at a certain point with a membership site is 
people are going to be leaving on a regular basis, right? Because they get to the, there's this, you know, we talked about earlier, the average customer lifetime or the average customer lifetime value. They stick around for a certain number of months. So once you've been up and at it for a while and you have a decent number of members, then a certain percentage of your membership is going to be leaving every month. Mm. And in order to grow, you need to be adding more people every month than you're losing. Yeah. So I don't know if, if Stephanie is at that situation or if she's just not able to add any people at all. Mm. But she said that her conversion rate stinks because her product isn't attractive enough. So, you know, she had a couple of good waves, got people in, and now she's feeling like even though her email list is growing, she's not adding people. And, you know, I can imagine a few different reasons for this. The first is, she, she wanted to know how to get things buzzing again. Well, you imagine in the beginning when you first create this thing and you open a limited number of spots, yeah. there's a lot of inherent buzz in that sort of thing. It's yeah. new. Yeah. There are limited options. I want to jump in and see what this is like, totally. right? So if you want to get things buzzing again, perhaps you should work the magic that you worked before and give people a reason to want to join. Um You know, another thing that we found that works really well is releasing new courses and making a big deal about it. Not just quietly releasing things to your members, but making a big uh, hubbub about, you know, whatever it is that you put in there that's new to drive new interest. The, The question about conversion rates, though, I think it's easy to assume that people aren't converting because your product isn't attractive enough. Yeah. But there are other things at play. You mentioned earlier pricing. Mm hmm. It could be that your product is attractive, but not at that price. Mm -hmm. That's an issue that she should explore. Another one is it could be the wrong audience that you're attracting. So her email list is growing, but she's not converting those people into buyers of her her membership thing. It could be that she's giving away something, promising something to the email subscribers that isn't compatible with what she's selling on the membership site. Yeah. So they could just not be looking for this thing. They don't need, they don't have the, the problem or the need or the desire Mm -hmm. that she's trying to fulfill with the site. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I definitely hear that question when, when, when she's like, I don't think that my product is attractive enough. That's what her hunch is, her, her hypothesis. Good job using that word, Stephanie. Great work. We're trying to teach everybody in Fizzle and outside that your business idea is just a hypothesis and you're a researcher. You're not an entrepreneur. You're not a magician. You're not a genius or palm reader. You're a goddamn scientist. You're a scientist running around wondering, could this be the case? Is this going to work? Yeah. How about this? Because you don't know. You don't know what's inside of other people's heads. Even if you know really well what's inside of yours and you've seen it also in your uncle and your and your aunt before. You know, yeah. like the your business idea is a hypothesis. This mindset helps you to not just think about this current ex- experiment properly, but the next and the next and the next and the next. Whereas if you're like, I had a business idea and it failed, I'm a failure. You know? That's why I, I love the, I love her using that that word. And I love that as a hypothesis, going like, okay, question, is this valuable enough? Right, and I'm looking at her website, which is foodcoach.me, um, and and I, I I'm wondering if if it is because it is for a very particular um, group of people. Right, you know? right, right, absolutely. So you know my uh, my suggestion in this case, and and for a lot of these, when you have this hypothesis, is you have to think. So a, a hypothesis is something that has to be tested, and you have to ask yourself, how am I going to test this? One good way to test this is by talking to customers directly. You have this yep. assumption that people aren't finding it valuable enough. Well, why aren't they finding it valuable enough? Or are they just not aware of the value? Or is there something else at play? Is it too expensive? Or do they not even have this problem to begin with? So Mm -hmm. by 
having customer conversations by yeah. interviewing customers. I know we've talked about this a lot before, but it really is a totally. solution to a lot of these problems. Just, you know, call up 10 customers or mm-hmm. email, you know, 30 of them and ask if you can get on the phone with, with 10 of them. She has a, a big enough email list that it would be really easy for her to do that. Totally. Um, especially because, uh, you know, she could offer some customized advice or whatever, and she might have ideas through those calls for new courses. Absolutely. Or- That's totally what I would do. And I mean, so if the, if the question is membership conversion stinks, how do I get things buzzing again a year after launch? The answer, or I think one really solid answer is talk to your customers, create an organized strategy for talking to at least 10 to 20 of these customers to hear uh, what they have to say directly. And, and Stephanie and anybody else out there dealing with this, you've got to take the customer conversations course in Fizzle. If you're not in Fizzle already, go to fizzle.co slash try five, right? <laughs> Is that our website? Yeah. Did it just sound weird? Was <laughs> no, it like, it was weird. it like when you say a word, you're yeah. like, I'm like corallary satchel. <laughs> Satchel. Satchel. <laughs> Limit. Limit. That's one of those words, man. Um, so so uh, you go to fizzle.co slash try five. You get five weeks for free. That is plenty of time to take the customer conversations course. Then don't quit. You can. You won't get charged again if you quit. But don't quit because that's not the end of your journey, like knowing how to talk to customers and getting the actual, you know, the insights that you need directly from their lips like now you've got to implement that action that's where fizzle in the community is it's going to come in handy for you i think so but but i love that question of you can start a membership site going like i think this is going to work and then a year later you're like it's not working you've stagnated that's what's so important about a membership site anybody can say i can sell give me a membership idea i can sell that i can just fill in like the limited spots that we have available up front right but Will it still be selling on its own a year from now is a big question. Right. Right. That I think, and that's a really honest question to ask yourself and hard, hard and almost impossible to answer. And I would be wondering, you know, if, if she was able to sell out those site, those uh, spots so easily in the beginning, what was she promising then Yeah, that she's not promising now or yeah. that isn't being communicated to people now? Yeah. Because the sales pitch, either, either the pitch and the value has changed or uh, the customer has changed. Yeah, and but but I love this. This is a great example of like, this is a solvable problem if the need is great enough. So find a need that's great enough. Yeah, that's the answer to all of these business questions. Yep, all of these things are solvable problems if the need is great enough out in the world. So make like go see if it is. Yeah, and if it's not, find another one that is. Yep. and they're out there. There's lots of those. Right. There's lots of those. So today we've been talking about, you know, what you need to know about membership site business models. And and we're giving you our sort of like, you know, open the kimono, which to me sounds like a little bit of a creeper kind of thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's there's a reason why it's only dudes in like in like restaurants and like dark restaurants or like boardroom meetings that say that to each other yeah you know what i mean open the kimono we're gonna open up the kimono yeah, a little you just bit think about you know, a, a like, creepy dude with a trench coat jesse over there in the corner you know from marketing is just cringing every time she hears walter say i want to just open up the kimono and, and lay it all out there yeah <laughs> what a, what a, which reminds me of a, a film i saw once film? I, I don't i don't remember did you see it at the cinema i did no, I, I think it was on VHS. Yeah. This is a long time ago. I don't remember what movie it was. Maybe a listener can help us out. But yeah. um, uh, a person, one of the stars of the movie, is sitting in a car and a flasher uh-huh. comes up in a trench oh, coat, oh. opens the trench coat and says, so what do you think? <laughs> person says, uh, and I don't remember if it was a, a man or a woman. Uh-huh. I think it was a woman. She said, uh, 
Ah, looks like a d- only smaller. <laughs> Well, we've got a lot of a lot of questions left to go. I guess one day on uh, we'll tell you more and more about about membership site stuff. But these are the basics. These are the essentials that we want you to know today about the work that you didn't know that this is going to take. About what it looks like a year from now in your membership site that you took all like it was amazing to get up and running. Kind of starts fizzling out or like plateauing, and you're like, how do I get it? Yeah, how do I get it to buzz again? These are great, great introductory questions to get you thinking smarter and more informed about creating one of these one of these kinds of business models that can be a, a really effective, really, really like ter- like ter- straight up terrific yeah way of doing a business. Totally. You know, it's like straight up terrific, dog. So <laughs> terrific! It's absolutely neat. <laughs> Super, just amazing. <laughs> Neat. I like neat and terrific and super so hard. What about swell? Swell feels a little affected to me. You know what I mean? It's like a little, it's a little like G Willikers. Yeah, G Willikers. It's like too much of. uh, Give me, give me butter whistles over G Willikers any day. Yeah. Ah, butter whistles. This is really some leave it, leave it to beaver stuff. Ah, mom, I wanted the orange stuff. (laughs) Ah, butter whistles. Ah, butter whistles. Ah, darn it. Yeah, I wanted to come up with a funnier thing than darn it, and I just rushed right through it. This is the the state you're in. (laughs) All right, I got nothing else to add. I've been Chase Warman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. And we'll see you there. Or we'll see you you on another time. On another time. So there you have it. I'm trying not to do the all right thing. Oh, man. I, I did it anyways. <laughs> Thanks, Greg, for asking this question in the forums. You know, our community would be crappy if it wasn't so full of so many great people like you, Greg. So thanks for asking the question, and thanks for all of you Fizzlers who are making Fizzle such an awesome spot to be. Uh, We don't have a lot of show notes for this. Fizzleshow.co slash 173. So if you have any questions, or if you have anything to add about running your own membership site, go to fizzleshow.co slash 173, and talk. let's talk about it in the forums. We'll be checking that out. We get notifications every time someone comments. We get some spam. Beep! There it goes. It's gone. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, here's an iTunes review from Emans in the US of A who says, I've listened to probably 50 episodes and I'm very thankful for the guidance and virtual support provided by Team Fizzle. Chase does a great job of being a business therapist, really diving into the psychological side of entrepreneuring. I have really benefited from many of the things he said. Well, thank you very much. Corbett brings organization and valuable insight and he's brilliant. You guys make me laugh, help me figure out e-commerce and you are my podcast friends. Thank you. Love, Evan, the girl that builds dog beds. (laughs) Oh, Evan, thank you. That is so kind. You are our podcast friend, and she's also our Fizzle friend. She's in Fizzle, too. Um, So cool to hear your review, Evan. Thank you so much. I love reading reviews from you guys. If you haven't, dear listener, left a review yet, you can just go to the iTunes store, uh, search for Fizzle, and click write a review. I would love to read your voice out on the air, and it helps us get to other entrepreneurs who are probably out there working all by themselves. They don't know that there's help for them, that they could they could sit every week with a handful of entrepreneurs who are living the same stuff. We just might be several steps ahead of you, just kind of helping you think things through. So leave us a review, because otherwise that guy's super lonely out there, or that lady's just like totally lost. I mean, 
It's all on you, pal. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm working my butt off to market this podcast, all right? But I could use a little help. Anyways, that's it for today's show. May you have a roof for the rain and walls for the wind. And may you find something solid to put your foot on as you take the next step. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>